Today on The Breakdown, there's two players left in the WPT World Championship event. And even though they both locked up over $2.8 million, Benny Glazier and Elliot Hutton are still playing for another $1.3 million. And the knives are out, people. The glass onion has been onioned. It's hard to come up with a verb there. They're going to play a hand where one player is going to really go for it big time. And the other player is going to have to make, I don't know, difficult decisions, easy decisions. I don't know. We're going to have to talk about it. Is this even good? There's a lot of money in play. And there's, there's also, by the way, a very interesting hand that takes place before this leads into this which is maybe even part of the narrative. We're going to get into it all right now in the breakdown. We're going to cook up some, some tasty treats for you in the oven. On the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Tasty treats? Sure. Like Sounds a, delicious. You know what I like? A blondie. A nice blondie. Mm, you know what's better than a blondie? What? Just a brownie. Nope. A You're, good blondie is is so good. Hold on a second. I prefer it's a, been a, a... It's been a while since we've had a food-related <laughs> thing, but this true. is going to ignite the Food Fight channel. I can't believe it. On our Discord. I, look, I love a good brownie, but I love Let, me a good let's, blondie. Let's, let's figure out the parameters here. Okay, fair. Are you claiming that the best blondie is better than the best brownie? <sighs> I don't know. That's incredibly difficult to try and do. I'm going to say this, that the average blondie is better than the average brownie. Like I, can, I feel like I can say that with confidence. It's hard for me to just take the apex of these things and know what's the best and what. I don't know how to do is that. Is that simply because perhaps many people make brownies at so home? So badly. And so blondies badly. are often made you know, more mm, by professionals. Maybe. So the, so the, the general... Uh, art Maybe. that goes into the blondie yeah. is on average higher. That could be true. That could be what it is. But so, doesn't, you know, so be it. I would argue that 90th percentile brownie is better than 90th percentile blondie huh. and so on and so forth. I don't know if I agree or not, but I'm not sure. I will say I'm not, I can't, I don't feel like I can make those fighting Because I've had like bad, dry, chocolateless tasting brownies, which that doesn't have. even really count as a brownie. It sucks. It's like, <laughs> I'm just eating bread here. What am I doing what? over here? Bread? Like, it, it's basically bread. You know, it's like dry and Red. it doesn't have that much chocolatey right. flavor. Sure. But a good brownie. Those are very nice. It's better than a good blondie by a lot. See, you're just, it's just because you have a, a real deep abiding the horniness for chocolate. Uh, you love chocolate in a way, in a sexual way. Fun. <laughs> the funny thing about that was, I was like, you were trying to tiptoe around it being weird and perverse, and then you just said horniness. That was me unperversing it. To be clear, that was me doing my PG right. thirteen version at best. To be fair, yeah, I do really like chocolate a lot, but you would American pie chocolate if you felt you could. No, I and would your not. Wife wouldn't have an issue I, with that. I want to. Taste the chocolate with my mouth uh-huh. and not do other stuff to it. <laughs> I don't want to do other stuff to it. Uh, but anyway, brownies <laughs> are better than blondies, and that's my take. And you can tweet about it, or you can go to our Discord and go to the food fight area and put your take in there. I, I would imagine, to me, really, if you got like, you know, Wolfgang Puck, I'm trying to pick a, an impressive chef, made, you know, the world's greatest brownie. And the yeah. world's greatest blondie, both, and yeah. put them. I think they would both be extraordinary. So 
I don't know. I, I can picture that deep chocolatey richness, which obviously you don't get in the blondie. But when I with the blondie, I'm thinking of like a like the the butterscotch chips. Oh. All right, but think about it. Let's let's. Think I want to American buy some blondies now. I have I have terms <laughs> yeah. that, that can maybe make you understand okay. exactly what this means. Uh, <laughs> so you know how the NBA is a very difficult league to make it in. There's sure. only like 400 players mm-hmm. out of the entire world. It's a global sport. So the worst guy who's at the end of the bench on the worst team is yeah. still an elite basketball player worldwide. Of He's course, a fantastic player who could crush any gym in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the best blondie in the world. The best brownie in the world is Nikola Jokic or LeBron James. But you're basing this on nothing, right? No, I'm basing this on subjective truth. (laughs) So nothing. Yeah. 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 Like, have you ever had the best brownie or the best blondie in the world or anything close to them? Yeah. And tell us more. It's exactly as I described. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I guess I have to give it up to you and your, your weird generalized Horniness, sex crazed horniness. Why are you, why are you emphasizing the chocolate. H in horniness? Like, <laughs> horniness. <laughs> I don't think I did that. I think I said it normal. Okay. You would think that. Hey, the, the thing that I love is that you never know what you're going to get in the first 10 minutes of this podcast. And I mean, ever. You know, you're not going to get poker usually. Okay, that's true. You know what you're not going to get, but yeah. you don't know what you are going to get. By the way, for those who don't know, and maybe you're early in your listening career of mm. Breakdown Podcast, congratulations on the beginning of a wonderful career. It is really exciting for you. Um, we always put the time that the actual poker analysis starts in the description of the podcast if you ever don't want to hear all this stuff. Yeah. So you don't have to hear any of it. You can just hear poker stuff. It's, yeah. It's great. It's the best of all worlds for so everybody. Yeah, you, we get to still do this. The people who like this get to listen to it. And anyone who hates it just gets to jump right to the analysis and... Do a little jake. Dance a little jake. Best, based on our analytics, about 10% do skip to the analysis. Oh, is that it? Only yeah. 10%? Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I'm pretty excited that uh, the majority of our listeners are here for the real deal. Yeah. Good for you guys. You know what? I just, I finally have some respect for, for, for y'all. I, I don't, that's not true. No. But I have, I have more respect than I did before, but I wouldn't say it actually rises to the that's, level of respect. That's not saying... <laughs> have respect in yeah. like the colloquial sense, but it means that it's more than zero respect. So technically it is respect, but it's not like you would say, I respect that person if no, you saw them on no, the street. No, no, yeah. I would not say that. Right. Um, but if you said you have zero respect for that person, I would say, no, I have at least an, an inkling of respect. On a technicality, you fly by. Y- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a Passover thing. It's a Passover thing, yeah. sure. Does it's, that not mean anything to you? Nah, I... No, Passover is a Jewish holiday. I don't know anything about what oh, really? happens. There. I don't know if we should use this as the forum to talk about okay. it, but, but I could tell you a little bit about it if you want to hear. I want to hear about Passover. You do? All right, here's uh, the really quick version. Yeah. So the Jews were slaves in Egypt. I know that. And uh, Moses talked to God, and God was like, get out of there. And he's like, I'll go talk to Pharaoh. And he goes to Pharaoh and says, hey, let us free. And the Pharaoh's like, sure, I'll let you free. And he's like, you know what? I changed my mind. And then God's like visits a plague on Egypt. And like at one time it's locusts and it's all these different things, like horrible, horrible things. And there's like 12 of them or 10 of them or something. And, um, and the last plague is um, the killing of the firstborn. So everyone's firstborn child dies, except the Jews, this is where it all comes from. The Jews take the, um, like a lamb's bone and put the blood of the lamb on it and mark their doors. And so the angel of death passes over their doors and doesn't go in and kill the firstborn. And so when that happens, Pharaoh finally lets them go for real. And how is that? Pa- oh, they're passing over the yeah. door? Yeah, gotcha. they're passed over. That is a brutal 
holiday. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. it's actually even darker than that. I don't know if we want to get into it. We don't it. have to. It's, it's a pretty dark. So here's the other really interesting thing about it. I always found this fascinating. Um, in the biblical texts, when Pharaoh changes his mind each time, it's not that Pharaoh changed his mind. It's God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So God is behind it, which is super weird because God's also the one who's visiting the plagues on people. But that's how it's translated. Just playing with ants. It's super weird. Anyway, that's all. That's dark. Yeah, super dark. So yeah, a lot of people died. A lot of people died. Yeah, a lot of babies. A uh, pretty good animated movie, The Prince of Egypt, about some of that stuff. Okay. Good. Pretty, uh, pretty, tasty, pretty tasty little movie there. All right, good to know. About Moses and company. Anyway, uh, I had a thing from the opening that I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah. Which was you said you were trying to find a verb for what you could do to a glass onion. onion yeah. And you said you could onion it. Yeah. I can think of a lot of verbs of things you can do to an onion. A glass onion? Because that's really different than an onion onion. Okay, how about smash? But that's, that's not what you would normally want to do to a glass onion. Who has a glass onion to normally do stuff to? <laughs> That is a weird thing to ask. Okay. Um, how about what's another one of your? Well, I was going verbs? with real onion stuff like peel, chop, right, slice. Right, of course. But obviously, you couldn't do any of those things. So it's weird. You heard glass onion. You even said it yourself, and yet you're still in the peel, chop, slice. Okay, of smash. It all. Okay, smash. No, that's a bad one. You don't want to <laughs> break you mean it. That's a bad throw. <laughs> throw. Yeah. No, it has to be respectful to the onion. Polish. There it is. You're finally somewhere. It's, it's exciting to see the growth. And you've got no verbs still. Zero. You're over. I came up with a verb instantly. I onion. said onion the onion. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that could be a verb. Hey, um, you know, speaking of this. <laughs> speaking of exactly this. <laughs> so, you know, um, ducks. You've heard of ducks, right? You know, the, 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 the animal? animals. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I know about those. Um, so, you know, they duck their heads under the water. Sure. Ducks were named after the verb duck, not the other way around. They were, like, they were named ducks because they duck. How's that for a fucking lesson in so history? Were they, okay. How do you know? I saw it on a YouTube video of like cool facts you didn't know. <laughs> so it's probably true. No, it's probably true. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. A lot and, of cool and stuff. It's all true for sure. I did go and verify one of the things I learned on there because that was pretty interesting. And I was like, could this be true? And what is that? It's, I think I already told you this. The, um, the, how many insects there are for each human ah. in the world? When the answer is, well, okay, listeners. Little thought experiment, little thing to play with right now. What is just come up with an answer right now? How many insects there are for each human in the world? Um, you're wrong. It's more. Okay, do it again. It's still more. You have a new number? Okay, now you may have finally overshot it. The answer is almost 200 million insects for every single human. And that translates to about 30 pounds of insects for every pound of human that exists in the world. That's nuts. We are just... We are just tourists on their fucking planet, man. If you're only going to go by quantity, what about quality? Yeah, what about it? Humans are quality folk. <laughs> Chickens are good people. I don't know about humans. Mm, humans are quality folk. Name six quality humans. You can't, and we move on. Six quality humans? Yeah. Huh. You can't even name six quality chickens, let alone six quality humans. Matt LeBlanc. One. That's an obvious one. Yeah, it was an easy. It's too easy. It's a freebie. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. This has already proven my point. Hank Aaron. Two. But still, you, you don't have like a list. You can't just rattle them off. If you said name, you know, name some great otters, how long would that take comparatively? Tom Hanks. There's no, that's, that's a person. There's definitely an otter named Tom Hanks. How much you want to bet? Mm, I guess in all the otters of all time, yeah. there's probably a, a, not a, just an, a great otter named Tom Hanks. Yeah. Probably. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, hey, you want to talk about all this cool poker stuff a little bit? Sure. I, I really want to. I want to get to the hand that led to the hand. Right. So the hand that we're doing the breakdown on is a heads-up hand. But earlier in the tournament, there was a hand that generated a lot of buzz in it's, the poker world. It's a pretty interesting thing. So here's the deal. There's six left in this event. We're at the World Poker Tour final table, and Benny Glazier is the overwhelming chip leader. He's got 148 million chips, and the blinds are 800,000 or 800-1600, right? So he's got almost 100 blinds, like 95 blinds or something. And it's, um, th- this is the championship, the biggest WPT of all time. With yes. Four million up top. They've already all locked up a million, but there's four point whatever, two million up top or whatever. 4.1 million up top. Okay. So seated immediately on Benny's left is Elliot Hooden, who's got... Hudden. Hudden. Is how the announcer said it. Hudden. Well, then I'm sure that's right. Um, he's got 48 blinds in front of him. What are the chances that you're going to say Hudden every time for the rest of the podcast? I mean, they're not super high, Yeah, if that's what you're asking. I feel like that's what you're really trying to get at here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's they're not bra- super high. It's a brownie blondie thing. It's okay. Um, anyway, he's sitting on, his, on the immediate left. The thing that makes that interesting, so, so they both have reasonable chips anyway. Every other player at the table, three of them have 10 blinds or less, and one player has 15 blinds. So what's been happening since they got to the final table is essentially Benny Glazier's been opening a lot of pots. Everybody folds a lot. Once in a while, the, the 10 or 15 blind stack shoves. That's most of what's happened, right? And Elliot Hudden is just sort of... Hudden. Hudden. <laughs> it already <Right>. happened. <laughs> I, I want to go who? Elliot, Elliot Hudden is basically sitting back and is sort of forced to, be, to stay out of the way a lot, of, right? Because... It's the medium stack conundrum. It's a really tough thing. And because Benny's got such a chip lead, he can, he can exert so much pressure over Elliot Hudden that um, there's not much Elliot can really do. I mean, he could play back at him, but the ICM suicide implications are very strong. At so, least but, he's on the left, so he doesn't have to get through, but every time he that opens... That is true. That yeah. is true. So here's what's been happening because of that. Not surprisingly, Benny's been opening most pots. Mostly everyone folds. Benny's been essentially just min-raising, right? It's been working great. So Benny picks up ace-jack. He's first to act. And I guess it's just been working so well. Benny's like, you know what? I don't need to just min-open. I'm just going to put more pressure. I'm going to make it harder for... I don't want to give Elliot even a chance to play back. I don't know what he was thinking. Instead, Benny just shoves. So it goes all in for effectively 48 blinds because Elliot is sitting on his left with 48. Elliot has kings. Elliot finally has picked up a hand at exactly the right time and has kings. Elliot calls. Everyone else folds. Kings hold. Now they have switched positions. Elliot is now the overwhelming chip leader. And in fact, their roles have switched as well. Elliot now opens almost every single hand. Benny folds almost every single hand. And Elliot gets himself to this place where he is now the chip leader when they're heads up. Right. So a lot of criticism came in about that ace-jack. Yes. A lot of criticism came in. Um, now, there's, there's different ways to think about it, right? If you look at it from a solver point of view, it's completely defensible. Yeah, for sure. Not even close, really. And in fact, Mental Health Matt, who is a... Uh, that's his uh, Twitter handle, anyway. He's clearly a so- poker solver guy. He tweeted, it's completely fine for Benny to open shove ace-jack off. Not even vaguely close to punty. Solver wants to jam stuff like, get ready for this. King deuce suited, jack ace suited, some ace three off, lots of stuff. Because the ICM implications are so strong. Hijack calls off with only two hands. Aces and kings. Wow. That's how tight you have to be in that spot. Because you're giving up so much value to call and lose. You know, And you're putting yourself in such bad shape 
to potentially get knocked out. Um, so Benny understands that Ace Jack really is okay to shove, but it's so, so on that level, it's fine. However, as you and I were talking just before we started recording, the si- situationally, I don't know if it's necessary at all. It's different. Yeah, it's it's so very different than than playing solver perfect po- poker against a bunch of solvers. These players are not playing solver perfect for sure in the biggest spot of their life. Almost certainly not, right? The other players besides Benny, um, probably not. But I would guess they're tighter, not looser, for the most part, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, which is good yeah, for them. Exactly. Playing. Like so, what seems much more practical is to, when, with a hand like ace-jack in particular, you can open bigger than min if you want to but put why? a little extra pressure. But let's just but say you, could. you wanted to make sure the big blind didn't like, peel with 10-9 suited, right? Okay. So sure. you make it three blinds. It doesn't matter. It's not, this is not an important part of my point. Okay, you're right. Uh, so you make it two to three blinds instead of all in. You can fold to any three bet that, that Elliot makes because ace-jack off is not going to play well against his overly tight range in this spot where he's the medium stack. He does not want to get shoved on and just give up nine blinds or whatever it is right. that he puts in. So you can easily fold to his three bet and call all of the smaller stack three bets Yep, like uh, that are shoves. And, and that's totally fine. Like, I agree. Why, why not do it that way? Yep. And you're uh, going to have very similar fold equity to shoving. Yep. So I don't see any reason to do it the other way. Um, because of the way that the table has been playing out, because of the way the stacks are, I know, I know the solvers take into account all the ICM stuff with the stacks, but I agree. It just seems like if Elliot was playing back at you a lot when you opened, I could see, well, actually, I think you just put this in your four-betting range yeah. instead of like just open shut. Yeah, you can capture an extra can, nine blinds then. And you, you teach him not to do that yeah. shit, right? Um, and if he gets the double through anyway, so be it. Like, but at least now you gave yourself multiple opportunities to, for fold equity instead of just the first one. Um, but yeah, like the way the table been playing, there was just no reason at all to do this. And in fact, I remember you telling me back in the day when you were playing in the daily deep stack at the Rio and you final tabled it, um, which you ended up winning, to be yeah. clear. Um, you told me about a hand where like, you were just min-raising something like most hands. Mm-hmm. And like you min-raised from whatever position you were in and the guy in the big blind just turned over ace-jack suited and folded. And yeah. it's like, that's how much people laid down. Now, this is a little bit of a different situation. These are better players, but they are also getting the hell out of the way because the ICM considerations are so intense. You know, There's millions same, of dollars in, in, in play here. In that same tournament, which is like a $300 tournament, but it's yeah. so different. But like, of course. You know, first place is like 35 k um, I, I was the massive stack with 120 bigs, which is really hard to have in that terrible structure. And there was a guy directly on my right who had 60 bigs. Everybody else had 10. So I had been opening and everybody had been folding. And then out of the blue, this dude just shoves out of the small blind 60 bigs, and I wake up with aces in the he, big blind. He just open shoves 60 yeah. bigs. He Benny Glazers it. Yeah. What did he have? Ace queen. Yeah. And then he was just out, and I had 180 bigs, and everybody else had 10. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. For that guy. Yeah. Oh, man, he, I bet he really beat himself up over that one. Yeah. I would, too. <laughs> yeah. I would really. Like, he's supposed to raise, get re-raised, and then call or fold. Yeah. And I guess once in a while, if he thinks you're just being too active, put in the four bet and get, and get cooler, basically. Yeah. But to lose that way is the worst. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Um, David Lappin, friend of the podcast, mm. responded to Mental Health Matt and says, this is only if the p- villain plays correctly. Villain meaning, in this case, Elliot. Yeah. Um, if he also calls Jack-Jack, Queen-Queen, Ace-King, it becomes problematic. Players who don't know the maths on a spot like that 
will merely burn yours in their own equity, surrendering it to the other players. This is a key point. Now, I don't know that Benny wouldn't have been running the hell out of these sims, and I would guess Elliot probably was too. They probably have a pretty good sense of what they can be calling with here, but I don't really know if that's true or not. It would be pretty tough to look down at two queens and fold. Um... It would be pretty tough if you know you're only spo- if you know that you're only supposed to call aces and kings. You might still decide to call because you're like, this is my chance to win the tournament. Yeah, but al- but also this yeah. guy is like saying like you know this exact spot, right? right? Like this is not a spot that you study exactly, like- right? But if you know you're going to the final table, although you don't really know because like they're they've been playing. I don't think they started the final table as a new day. Even it undulates. Think. Yeah, it does. It does. That's true. Uh, Benny probably did know these spots. Pretty well, I would guess, because he's like a, a long-time pro. Right, but, I mean, I think there's room for exploit in these spots, especially if everybody's playing really face-up and scared. Yeah. Like, why not just do the min-open? No, I agree. I think, I think that's the answer, and I have a feeling Benny Glazier would probably agree with us today also. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe he'd be like, no, that's just what you do, and sometimes you get unlucky. Yeah. But it feels like it's very avoidable, and you still get pretty much all of the benefits if not all of the benefits that you would have gotten by, move, by moving in. Yeah. With none of the downside or almost none of the downside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's pretty wild to me that that really happened. I watched that live or, you know, on, on delay or whatever um, what was happening. It was incredible. And then Elliot um, Hudden then completely took over and started raising every hand. And Benny started folding, even in the big blind, mm-hmm. even to min raises and stuff like that. It was just wild to watch it turn around. And then they end up heads up with Elliot with the chip lead because of that hand. Yes, exactly. So we're here now, and Elliot has the chip lead only because of this. So that's well, where we I are. I shouldn't say only, but it's, it's right. cool. Yeah, that's so all. That, that's the end of the previously on segment of mm. the show. Previously um, on the WPT. So this hand that we're going to do was suggested by SciFighter. Yes. On the old Discord yeah, you can uh-huh. suggest on Discord. There's a link in the description. You can also suggest on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys. So SciFighter sounds like TIE Fighter. It, we, you say that every time. I every, wasn't done. Every time. I wasn't done. Okay. I watched a video mm-hmm. uh, from the, the movie theory, the film theory, from film theory guys on YouTube about TIE Fighters. And that's the reason why the Emperor Empire always loses. It's because TIE Fighters are built so badly that the... Like, those big wings on the side really fuck up all your visibility. Also, they're wearing those crazy helmets because the, <laughs> yeah. the air is so bad in there that they have to get oxygen pumped in so they can't really see. And then even the there's only, like, one little window in front of them. And compare that to an X-Wing where the entire open, it's, you know, it's just like a normal jet fighter. You can look all around you. And, and you also, don't, you don't, have, to don't be, have good shields either. Right, and you don't have to be wearing a mask in an X-Wing. Exactly. No, it's, it's, you can see why these guys are, are really yeah. get screwed up a lot. Yeah, that's fair. But like, if someone's on your left or your right and you don't have good radar, you just can't see them at all. And also, it makes your you're a much bigger target to hit. Yeah. Like, a tie, they they showed you in the thing a tie fighter is something like six times the size space wise of um like an X wing or something yeah. like that. Anyway, so just in case you were wondering, I was definitely wondering why the empire keeps losing these these battles. I thought it was because good triumphs over evil. Well, good triumphs over the evil because evil is a little bit penny pinching when it comes to you know. Spending on good war machines. I see. And maybe we could all learn a lesson from that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I need to learn a lesson about that? No, not you. Are you hemming yourself? I'm a hemming Putin. (laughs) (laughs) This is the second podcast in a row that you've brought Putin up. I was so glad to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So, so glad. It's a running joke. Good. Until he kills us. (laughs) He might. Obviously, he'll only kill you. Of course. I'm, I'm the delightful one. Why would he kill me? He keeps bringing me up. 
That's what that's the what delightful one always says. I'm the delightful one. <laughs> <laughs> All nice. right. Good to know that. Anyway, anyway, yes. Discord, Twitter, find us there. Right. We won't have a blue check mark. We're not going to pay for that shit. Um, it's one million, two million. We're heads up. Okay. And, uh, you know, Elliot Hudden has the chip lead with 200 million, so he's got 100 bigs. We're playing for a lot of money here. We're not sure if there was a deal, but it's, it's quite possible there was not. We're almost certain there was. Well, there was no explicit deal, and it's unlikely there was a deal anyway. Elliot Hudden's Hendon coming into this was about $200,000. Yeah. So this is more money than he's ever seen. I don't know how you could, if you're, unless you know him very well as Benny Glazer, or you, or you have a very strong mutual friend, or very wealthy mutual friend who can vouch for him, I don't know how you could, you could assume he's not going to screw you out of $1.3 million if you make a deal. Or and something. so you're assuming with this that the WPT is like the WSOP where they will not help facilitate deals in any way and it has to be under the table. Yes. They've, I mean, they've, had, they've been broadcasting WPT for 20 years and I don't think they've ever had a deal at the table. Right. But I know there have been EPTs where they don't show deal discussion where there is a deal. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain that they don't in any way allow for a deal. Okay. So they could do a behind-the-scenes thing, and then they have to trust each other, but that's it. Yeah. So anyway, if there's not a deal, they're playing for, what, $1.5 million? Uh, I believe it's $1.3, but I can call it up. Yeah, it's $1.3. That's a significant chunk of change. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, very real. All right, so Elliot is on the button, small blind, with his 100 bigs. He's got 7-4 off. He's going to limp. Yep. Benny Glazer, tell me a little bit about his Hendon. Great. Uh, Benny Glazer coming into this has about $3.6 million in his Hendon at the cash that he's just about to get here, at least second place, because it's going to be second or first. Either way, it's going to be his biggest live cash ever, not surprisingly. Yeah. Um, both these guys, it's already their biggest live cash. This is one of the biggest prizes on the poker calendar. Yes. Benny Glazer, um, more to say about him, though. He's 50th on the GPI. Uh, he is sort of a well-known online type of guy. You know what I mean? Like he's like good at stuff. Yeah, I think he's a poker coach like as well, like one of those, you know, one of the high-end poker training site yeah. kind of guys as well. I, I believe he's English. Uh, in case you're wondering. That's important. Yeah. Elliot, Elliot uh, Hudden is, of course, Canadian. Because from of... From Montreal. Yeah. The, the Hudden. Yeah, the, the Hudden. Hudden. Yeah. The Hudden on the river. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's what we know about Benny Glazier. This is, this is the biggest live spot he's ever been in, and quite possibly the biggest spot he's ever been but in. But he should be more comfortable than Elliot. Of the two, you would assume he's way more comfortable. That said, having watched a lot of the final table, Elliot seems like he's got a really clear plans, at least you know, in these, with the stack size stuff. You know, I didn't watch all, It went on for a long time. I didn't watch that much of it. But um, Elliot, I thought Elliot played well when I was watching him play. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Anyway, Glazer has $89 million. So he's less than half of Elliot's stack, but, but still plenty to work with. Yeah. Could definitely turn around at any point. Um, he's got queen, jack off in the big blind. Queen of diamonds, jack of spades. What is your preferred action? So we had a limp to us. I yep. think we were definitely supposed to raise this hand most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like eight blinds? Yeah. Like oh, that. eight blinds? I don't know if we need to go that high. Mm, eight blinds? Not eight blinds. I was thinking if there were two blinds each for oh. whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. So four blinds? I think four, four to five blinds is fine. Yeah. He checks. Okay. That's fine, too. You hate it. I don't hate it, but I, I prefer a raise most of the time. Okay. As I said. Pot six million. We can check for deception once in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice hand, post-flop. It is. We can, you know, we can make a good top pair and make some money, but whatever. The flop is eight of hearts, six of clubs, deuce of diamonds. Ugh. No flush draw, seven four, has a gut shot. This is not the flop queen jack wanted to see. No. 
So Benny's going to check. Good. There's not really a reason to lead, right? I can't think of any. Is there any reason for Elliot to check back? Um, I think he should be betting his gutter and seven high pretty much all the time. Yeah, there's no reason to check back. And he doesn't have to bet much at all. He can bet one blind or one and a half blinds or whatever. He bets one blind. Great. End of hand. <laughs> and that's how Elliot won that hand. Nope. Benny calls. Yeah, so that's okay. It's just two overs. It's, it's fine. one blind. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally reasonable to call. Peel a turn, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Just live your life. Ten million in the pot. Okay. Turn is the nine of diamonds. So hmm. Elliot is now open-ended, and Benny has a gut shot to the nuts. And the overs. Right. And it, so a 10 would be a disaster because Elliot would make the bottom wow. end of the straight, and Benny would make the, the nuts. Oh, my gosh. That's really sick. Yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Careful, uh, Elliot. Careful, young Elliot. Elliot. Benny checks. Is there an argument for leading this card? Sure. Okay. I think absolutely there's an argument. We could have hit the nine. We could have made two pair. I guess we could have made a straight with nine, six. Ten, no, ten, ten, six. Seven. Ten, seven. Ten, that's the hand. I'm not looking at the hand right now, so that's why I'm not totally sure what the Five, board is. Five, seven also. Five, okay. Um, I think it's fine to lead, um, but a lot of times it's going to go check, check, or be very cheap on the turn anyway, and it can't be that bad to check and either be aggressive or just call even. Okay. I think, I think all options are fine. What, do you have any opinions? I think I would probably just check and hope for a check, check, mostly. Yeah. yeah. So he checks. All right. You got called on the flop. It was only one blind. Do you want to bet again as Elliot? Yes. Because you picked up equity? We picked up you solid actually, equity. You actually didn't. But I, we don't know that. Yeah. We think we picked up equity, and we still have seven high. I think we want to bet again. Ten million in the pot. How much do you want to bet? I mean, this is where we bet seven million, right? We bet seven or eight million. So eight million. Yeah. That's what Elliot bets. Totally reasonable. Well, this is now like, uh, it's a bit too much to call with two overs in the gutter, right? Like if we miss, we have queen high, and it's rarely good, and we're certainly not going to hero the river with queen high. So it becomes kind of a razor fold spot. How do you decide sucks. what you want to do? This really sucks. Yeah. This is where leading would have really, if we led for like $4 million, we'd probably just get called, and we get to yep. have it all work better for us. Um, I mean, I think it's still fine to... I think it's fine to raise, though. The problem with raising is we're putting a lot of our chips in, right? We started with 70-some-odd million. 89 right? million. 89. Okay. So not that many. Oh, no. If we raise, yeah. it is going to be a lot. Jeez. I mean, we're not going to min-raise, right? So No. And what are we doing on... on there's a lot of rivers we're going to hate if we get called. But we don't think we get called that often. When we I raise. mean, we can just shut down on rivers yeah, if we yeah. want to sometimes. I think we should raise. This hand's, like, too good just to throw away. Do you agree? I think we could raise. The problem is that we block the draws, not the made hands. We don't block any of the made hands. 10-7 mm. and 5-7 are the made hands. We have queen-jack. Right. So we block jack-10 and queen-10 and yeah. queen-jack. That's true. That's not ideal. Nope. That might put this in the folding category for me instead of the raising category. I maybe would rather raise if I had like a 7 with a back door on the flop that now turned open-ended. That's, I think, a much better raise because we block the made yeah. hands. Yeah. You know? I hear that. So, but we probably can fold out a bunch of, like, I don't know about a bunch. I don't know how many one pair of hands Elliot's really betting on the turn. If he has, like, he might be betting an eight again. Yeah. He might be when the nine comes. Probably not a six, though. But probably not a six. And, yeah. So, and I don't know. Are we really folding out eights and nines? Maybe. No, probably not a nine, but maybe an eight. I don't think we're supposed to be folding any of the, that out if Elliot's playing... Well, I mean, if El I mean, Elliot should be folding some of his betting range. So if he's 
if an eight is the bottom of his value betting range, he's got to fold some of that. Otherwise, there's a problem. I guess. But, yeah. but we shouldn't be folding up very much, is your point. And I yeah. agree with you. I think I want to fold this hand. Huh. Oh, it's, it feels so dirty to fold this. We hand. only had to call one blind on the flop. Yes. He bet 80% of the pot on the turn. We block all of the draws and yeah. none of the made hands. That does make sense. Yeah. Um, we have some reasonable equity here. We can make the nuts. Um, I agree. A call doesn't really seem like a grand idea. Although, let's think about how many, how many blinds are really in this pot. There's five. There's nine. It's four to win nine right now, right? What are you, what are you saying? Four to win nine. Yeah. Uh, that's... There should be 18 million in yep, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Four to um, win nine. It's not the end of the world. I don't know call. why you did that in blinds. That made, it, that made it confusing for me. Why not just chips? Because we're talking about how many blinds everyone's betting. He bet a blind on the flop. You know, oh, okay. It's, you know, yeah. it's easy for me to think. I don't need to know what the, what, how many chips are going in. I just need to know the blinds, man. Uh, it's, it's so much I easier think it'll just be, to think in blinds. I, I think it'll be easier for the audience if we talk about the chips. I think the audience will love it if we talk. It's $8 million to win $18 million. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not great. It's going to really suck if we just flat here and miss, which we're mostly going to do, right? Yeah. We, we only have 10 outs to improve. 10 outs to improve, and we're not really sure about six of them. Right. So calling does sound not good enough. Yeah. So then we can raise or we can fold. We should probably do some of both, but... Yeah, I'm kind of on your side that maybe we should just mostly fold. Oh, that sucks. This way makes me want to just wish we had led the turn. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Lead for two blinds. Get there right. cheap. Because, I mean, if we bet five million, we could call maybe, right? Into 10. We could peel one. Yeah. But eight million is just, the price is not so nice. People know not to bet five million anymore. I know. You know, which is an argument for the lead. Exactly. And there are some circumstances where maybe you're not supposed to lead in this configuration ever, and that this is just one of those times where you have to fold, right. and it's just too bad. Right. And the tr- yeah, and the truth is, it isn't like Elliot is always going to bet 80% of pot. He's going to check back a lot. For right? sure. And then you board. get the free card, and then you can bluff, or you can improve, or you can do all sorts of things, and it's all cheap, and it's fine. Yeah. This is just the time when it isn't, and then we have to decide. So the question I would have, actually, is, Benny, is how often is Elliot sort of taking this line? Right. That, I think, is key here. If he's taking this line a lot, bets one blind and suddenly and barrels big on the turn, we should be more willing to, f- to raise here. And if he's not doing it that often, we should be more willing to fold for sure. I'm trying to wrap my mind around the metrics that we use to decide if we can raise, even if that's the case, because I still think that this is a problematic hand to choose as a raise mm-hmm. because of the blocker situation. Yeah. You know, like It'd be nice to have better blockers. Uh, yeah. Besides just the jack or the queen to the... Like, draws. I think it might be better to have a showdownable hand and raise just for equity protection than to raise this hand. To have, like, an eight and raise. I think it might be a better play than raising this hand. Because why? Because of all the negative aspects of, of this hand versus Elliot's range. Mm. The, the blocking of the draws and the right. unblocking of the made hands. This way you're at least blocking an eight, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, with an eight, you block, block an eight, and you have equity to protect. Right. That you can actually protect against king queen and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's. I can't look. I hear all that. I don't think you're wrong about any of these things you're saying, but I cannot have a big problem with choosing to raise his hand on the turn, which is what Benny's going to ultimately do. To it me. is, which is why we're talking about it like yeah. this. But I, I, I think it's at least fine to do it. You're, it's heads up. You're going to get a lot of folds here, right? Like, I agree that in practice, it's at least fine. I would need to be convinced with some other logic from a theoretical perspective as to why this hand should be in the raising range yeah. before 
putting my stamp of approval on the raise because I, I think that we have a lot of hands here. We obviously he bet one blind on the flop. We don't have to like pick this hand because we don't have many hands left, right? This is one of the worst hands to raise. Yeah, it's pop. No, yeah, yeah, it's not great. Unless, is there something I'm missing that makes this a good hand to raise? Besides just straight up, we have a gut shot to the nuts. Like, is that it? Well, I mean, the overs are often outs for us as well, right? Yeah, that, it's nice to have outs. That's really great. Yeah. Um, queen high once in a while can be good, but again, it's going to be very hard to, to realize that equity, so it probably doesn't matter very much. Yeah. If it's good, we're usually going to win with the raise. I guess that's good. Um, I mean, we could be up against what we're up against, actually, where he's got to draw two, he calls, but then has to go check, check on the river, or we bet small and get a fold. We're just trying to fold out the misdraws kind of a thing on the river. But those are like, we shouldn't be planning for that. Like, that feels like, it's a bit exotic. It's a bit exotic, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, we, we can get past it, but I'm just going to say it's, uh, it's, not a, it's not a win for me, yeah. this race. Yeah. He makes it $28 million over eight. Okay. So I, I think we have to ask, like, yeah, I don't love the race. But should it work now? It might. Should this end the pot? Because Elliot's just got an open ender, and it's a, it's an obvious open ender when it comes in. This is the problem. That this is my concern as Elliot is that he makes it twenty eight, right? Yeah. Um, is exactly that. Is like if we get there, it's going to be so obvious, right? So do we have the immediate odds to call? Is has to be the first question. It's uh, twenty million. I mean, to, to win like twenty eight to win right? forty six million. We have, to oh, call, okay, yeah, we have yeah. to call 20 million to win 46 million. Well, clearly million. we don't have the immediate odds to call. No, because we have eight outs to make a really there big hand. Go. Right. Yeah. And by the way, we don't know this, but four of those outs make us lose. I mean, what, a, what an incredible spot Benny actually has us in. Yeah. Like, what a perfect time to raise, as it turns out, yeah. right? Because the only thing that, the only bad event for Benny, really, is a five coming on the river. Like, a four or seven that pairs us up, if Benny decides to bluff the river, it should work. If a 10 comes... Guess what? Benny, Benny might get it all. He has you know? the nuts, yeah. It's amazing. So as long as Benny's willing to pull it, the trigger on the river, this should work out really well for him. Well, all but four, four outs worth of times. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we have position, which is good for us as Elliot, right? Yep. So that means we can capture more value when we get there and maybe make some bluffs when we don't. Like, Benny may have some give-ups that are hands that are better than ours, but still are giving up. This may be even one of them. Yeah. Queen Jack, who knows if he misses. Um, or then we can bluff. I mean, it could, you could have a hand like King-10, you know, which is two overs and a gut shot. Let's play this out. So you're asking, like, are we getting the, enough immediate odds? We clearly aren't. Are we getting enough implied odds? So there would be another... Basically, it's a pot size bet back, right? Benny's going to have fifty nine million left. Yeah. So it's twenty to win the forty eight, like a hundred. So we are getting the right odds if we get it all, but it's hard to imagine we're going to get it all. But when you do an expected value calculation, you can't account for getting it all. That's what I'm saying, yeah. especially on this board. Yeah. Well, let's say Benny has two pair. Let's say he's nine eight. Yeah. Or something. If the fourth straightening card comes, he's unlikely to lose it all. He probably goes into check call mode. Now, maybe we shove and maybe he calls. Maybe. Maybe we feel like he's going to have a one-to-one stack-to-pot ratio. If he has a made hand, he's calling. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Um, but then he has to come up with hands that we have that miss also, which I guess could be diamonds, but that's it, really. Yeah. If we make the straight, right? So this is all a little, like, yeah, questionable. I think we maybe could we fold. Should, I, think, I think we can fold, too. I think we can fold here. So Elliot calls. So they yeah. both did stuff on the turn that I don't actually... I think I dislike Benny's play more than I dislike I, I was going to say play. the opposite. I think I dislike Elliot's. I did, and Benny's. I just realized when, when thinking about what types of hands Benny might have that Elliot could be against. Like, Benny can have other two overhands with gut shots that are way better to raise, like King-10. 
It's a much better right. hand. Queen 10. Right. You know, ace 10. If he somehow checks ace 10 preflop, those are all way better. You block the nuts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just another point against Queen right. Jack. That said, at least Benny's making a play at the pot and trying to and generating fold equity where Elliot's calling with seven high. And if he were to improve, would be a, the kind of board where he really may not get any more chips, yeah. which to me seems like a, a greater sin. Yeah, and if and by the way, if he doesn't improve, or if he hits a seven or four, by the way, and like it's almost it's not a guarantee, but like a lot of the time, Benny's gonna like maybe fifty to sixty percent of the time at least, Benny's gonna put the rest in with the way he set up the stack to pot ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Is it possible that Elliot sees the setup here? Because it's so he's be like, the implied odds are really there. He's like, he's shoving like almost always, and even if if it comes in. Now, the problem is if he actually has a good made hand, he really may check. But is he going to check fold? The good made hand probably not heads up. I mean, like for a one to one. The thing is, pot. he's he's setting it up to shove, but he's going to have some cards he doesn't shove on. And the most likely cards he doesn't shove on if he has a made hand are the hands that make four to a straight. Of course, but is he going to fold when we shove? Yeah, I don't know because they're heads up, and he has to call with stuff that checks yeah. there, right? So he may. So maybe as Elliot, we're like, well, all his made hands are calling if we get there. That, that felt like they could raise here. And all his bluffs are probably going to bluff if the four-card straight comes anyway. That's good, too. We have to talk ourselves into all this happening this way, though. Under those assumptions, I think the call is okay. If those things are all true. Yeah. Yeah, they just have to actually be true. Yeah. I don't know if they are or not. I don't, I don't either. We're going to know a little bit more because, well, something's going to happen. That's yeah, something's going to happen is you're going to use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitro Betting, you fools. You piece of trashes. That's, you know what? I'm what? glad you said it because <laughs> they need to know that yeah. if they didn't use the link, they're worse than trash. Right. They're, they're, I can't even say the what? words. Say it. <laughs> say them. They're like those aliens. The, the, mm-hmm. they're like Marvin the Martian. <laughs> they're yeah. like that guy. They're that like guy. Marvin the Martian's like dingleberries in his, yeah, in yeah. his underwear. Everybody hates that guy. <laughs> Imagine how much you hate that guy. But you're the Dingleberry. <laughs> I would like to, by the way, say I, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Marvin the Martian, but not as Dingleberries. It's not a surprise. Use the link. Don't be Marvin the Martian. Be, dingleberries. Be, uh, be Porky Pig or somebody else likable like that. Abita, Abita, Abita. That's Porky Pig, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, use the link. When you do, you get access to the exclusive Poker Guys monthly tournament the last Sunday of every month. You get access to cool promotions they do in sports betting. You get access to all the fun stuff. You, yep. get, you get their nitro betting suite of enjoyment is what they're going to brand uh, it as. That's, that's a 2025 rollout they're doing, but I, they gave us a preview, and I was like, we got to say suite of enjoyment on the pod, guys. You mm-hmm. got to let us do it, mm-hmm. or we won't do ads for you anymore. And so they were like, I guess we, we value your ads so much yeah. that we will let you say suite of enjoyment. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, around the, the Easter holiday or any holiday that involves candy, like Halloween, they change S-U-I-T-E to S-W-E-E-T. Yeah. And it's like a fun little pun. Yeah. It's great. It's just the whole family gets involved. It's, it's really wonderful. <laughs> the whole nitrogen family. Yeah, yeah. Nitro betting family, of yeah, course. obviously. Nitrogen and vestige of the past have been ejected into space like the second booster rocket on a spaceship. <laughs> Not yeah. the first booster rocket. No, no, no. That was, that was some other iteration, <laughs> mm. of course. Okay. Um, so, yeah, use the link. Get on Nitro Betting. Get all the cool promotions. Get the sports betting, casino games. Get the poker. Get do, the- it, do it before the bad people come <laughs> to your home. That, that was going to be on the next ad. Uh, We're going to do the bad people thing on the next I ad. I mistimed it again? Yeah. Every time. We put fear into their hearts in the next Can ad. Can we... Can we just delay when we re- release this 
for the when it would be the next time, and then it's no because we had to up. do the suite of enjoyment thing on this uh, one. You did it again, Levy. Ah, uh, yeah. We gotta we gotta go through a lot of red tape now. You know, I don't I don't anticipate enjoying <laughs> writing that email. You think the IRS has a lot of bureaucracy and red tape? Wait till you get into the bowels of the nitro betting. You said the wrong thing on the ad. Oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. You think it's like a gigantic building full of people just yeah. passing you from one person to the next. <laughs> just never figure it out. And I'm like, Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's always Sunny reference, of course. Of course it is. Yeah. Pepe Silvia. All exactly. Right. 66 million in the pot. Yes. We are doing this. <laughs> Benny Glazer has... 59 million remaining. And he goes like, oh, he called. Oh, boy. I have queen high. This sucks. I can't ship all rivers, can I? Probably not. Eight of hearts, six of clubs, deuce of diamonds, nine of diamonds, seven four for Elliot. The river is the five of clubs. It is one of Elliot's four outs to make a very strong hand that does not make Benny a stronger hand. It's not the flush card even. Not that that probably would, would have stopped anything here, but still... It's the clean one. Right. There were two diamonds on the board. Yes. It is the cleanest of outs. Oh, how is it possible, Benny? It's very unlucky. So is this one of the cards that Benny should not move in on? I think Benny should move in on this card. Because he could have a seven? Because absolutely part of his check-raising range is a seven. And we were just talking about how we think it's probably a bad idea to call if you only have a seven. Now, if you have a seven and a pair, fine. Which, we're gonna, yeah. which of course, Elliot's going to have some of that. But he has a lot of, like, two-pair hands and top pair hands, and maybe even eights that just have to fold on this card, right? Like, a lot of his range has to fold on this card. Benny may believe that Elliot only has sevens in his range that also have a pair. I would think he does believe that. So... Because I think Elliot's probably supposed to fold (laughs) on the turn. Yeah. And so did you, Yeah. right? So it's very reasonable for Benny to be like, well, sometimes he has it. Okay, Yeah. but like, you know... What do you think are the cards to slow down on? A nine, an eight? Yeah, those those seem pretty bad. Nines yeah. and eights seem extra bad. Um, maybe diamonds. Maybe we don't have a diamond, right? As Benny, no. no. Oh, we do. We have the queen of diamonds in our hand. Oh, well, we're gonna have to ship diamonds too. Mm. That's actually a little bit of a problem for shipping. It makes me realize there's more types of sevens that Elliot can have. Seven X of diamonds. He's not folding those. He might be shoving it himself on the turn. I guess if you assume that, then. It, Takes it back into play that you should be shoving even more. The fact that Benny has the queen of diamonds, I would assume that now we're thinking, like, not only do I have these normal outs, but any diamond I can shove to, and I'm going to get a lot of faults because I have the queen of diamonds in my hand. Like, I imagine that probably plays into his check raising, his thoughts about raising yeah. the turn, which makes it, I think, a better raise. Okay. So all of this analysis has been done without yes. regard for Benny's hand. Right. Which is still, has I no think, blockers. The, it has the wrong blockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It right. blocks Jack 10. Yeah. I would definitely expect Elliot to call Jack 10. If he's going to call with an open ender on the turn, it yeah. doesn't have a pair. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good one to call yeah. for sure. It blocks Jack 10. It blocks Queen 10, which is double gutted on the turn. Like, uh, doesn't block, it does block Queen 10. That's good. So that's good. You do block Queen 10. Wait, no, that's not good. You don't want to block Queen 10 or Jack 10. There, uh, we got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has the wrong blockers. Yeah. He has anti-blockers. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. He's blocking the hands that are easy folds. You also block all Queen Jack of Diamonds, which would definitely not fold the turn. True. But again, might be shoving on us yeah. too sometimes. Um, that said, this is the kind of card that comes that is going to get a lot of folds from a lot of stronger hands that we wouldn't have had a chance to get to fold otherwise. Okay. So, so that's good. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Benny Glazer knows more about GTO spots than I do. I'm going to 
join you on that limb. Yeah. Um, and this is exemplified by that he shoved the ace jack earlier and that it, right. like GTO likes it and the whole exploitative world hates it. I'm wondering if this is an exploitative shove. Because in GTO, in most cases, you're going to have to mix actions, right? So you're going to have to have some checks despite having check raised to the perfect of stack course, size on the of turn. Of course. So what hands should be checking now if not this one that are give ups? Mm. Right. What are we? Well, we're checking all of our, oh, that are bluffs, you mean? Of, yeah. From our bluffing range. Yeah. Because yeah. our made hands, a lot of them are checking. Yeah. Clearly. Our bluffing range. Yeah. If we have two pair, we're mm. checking this probably. Of course yeah. we are, yeah. If we somehow, it's top pair in diamonds. I don't know why we'd ever check raise that, though. Impossible, because the nine is a diamond. But Okay, good. Know. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. A pair in a diamond draw. Yeah. I guess some people do that, but I yeah. feel like people do that less than they used to, right? Yeah. Um, right. What bluff raises do we have on the turn that we're giving up now? Like, why don't we give up with this and continue going with any of our two over gut shot hands that had a 10 in them, because then right. we block the nuts. All the 10s. Or a yeah. 7, of course. Mm-hmm. Having a diamond now sort of works against us a little bit, too. It's a little bit worse to have a diamond, right? Yeah. Because we block him having diamonds that he could have been holding on with yeah. a little bit. This is, a, this is fair. I think from a... I, I, it's possible a solver's like, yeah, you can't, you can't do this one, buddy. That, that seems reasonable, at least. Yeah. From an exploitative move where 1.3 million is in play, this guy's never seen this kind of money before. He, like, Neither of you. Right, but Hudden's... Hudden's you know, Hendon was 200K. Yeah. Benny's was 3.6 million. Yeah, yeah. Benny, I think, is, you know, a million or several times over from playing poker, I believe. Probably. Um, in general, I don't know that Hudden is. I'd never heard of him before. Although he does have the look. I'll give yes, him that. Yes, he's got the look. 100% has the look. Gronathan, somebody called him. Yes. He said, somebody said he looks like a combination of us. Yeah. Which I don't really see, but okay. I sort of see it. Um, he, he is white. <laughs> so, so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I... Per, to me, it'd be okay whatever whatever his nationality or color was. But Grant feels differently about Why did that you kind say of nationality? stuff. Nationality? I don't know. I don't know because you care about that too. Because you, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why do you have to be this way? Why did you ask? Why you shouldn't have brought it up? <laughs> All right. Let, okay. So I've said my piece. I think you know where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you stand on Benny Shove? And his raise on the turn overall, the overall line that Benny takes. Because honestly, I don't like it. I'm f- I think I'm fine with the raise on the turn, especially because we have the queen of diamonds, and I assume we're shoving all diamond rivers. Okay. Um, that makes that better already. Um, the, the shove on the river is, I agree, it's probably just straight exploitative. I think we are going to get a lot of folds from all the made hands. All the non-straights are going to mostly fold, I think. I think Elliot's going to call two pair probably. Do you think so? I think so. Because he can beat Jack-10? Well, something I've only seen really a couple hands, yeah. but Elliot calls immediately with a 7. He doesn't even consider it. Right, which is the biggest moment of, any, of people's lives. Usually you take a little bit. It seems like you said Elliot is the type of player who has a plan. Yeah. And so that plan should be against an elite player to call with two pair even on this river. So I imagine... I don't know. When the, when the straight card comes, though, what are we beating? We're beating diamonds, I guess. If we don't have a two-pair without a diamond in our hand, I guess we, could, we should be calling, right? Yeah. And then two-pair with diamonds, maybe we consider folding. Yeah. So as Benny would be like, I hope he's got a diamond. Yeah. Hope he just has top pair. Something like that. Like, top pair hates this spot, though, right? Yeah. Top pair probably calls the check raise and hates this spot. I think, I think finds so. I mean, a bunch of, finds a bunch of folds, I think. I think it does work a lot. I, in, in Benny's favor, from... How this tournament is going perspective, 
checking and giving up and having 59 million left is like not ideal. It's still okay. So 30 blinds. 30 blinds. You can work with that. But if you if you win this pot, it's it's twice that. You know, you well said. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's true, of course. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have 120 blinds. You're gonna have 60, 60 blinds. Oh, 120 million. 60 right. blinds, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna be about even now with uh yeah. with Hutton, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you don't have to win these spots to um to win heads up tournament no. spots, but it sure helps and it makes it a lot easier if you can get these through once in a while. And, and you're you have to be willing to pull the trigger, of course. Is this the right spot to pull the trigger? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know how tight Elliot's going to be in this spot. If we think Elliot's going to be a little bit tight, I think we should be we should lean towards pulling the trigger on this scary card. I'm sitting here wondering if the only way this could be a worse hand to do it with is if it were both diamonds. Mm. Yeah, that's is, fair. Can you think of a worse hand to do it with? I'm trying to think of one. Um, still trying to think of one. Okay. Um. <laughs> nope. I don't okay. think I can think of a worse hand to do it with. Is that I'll, enough reason to check it? That's a pretty good reason to check. Yeah. I'll grant you. I'm guessing the solver's okay with this move-in. Probably. But I don't know. Um, but I don't disagree that this is... It just sucks to be in one of these spots where you're like, God damn it, if he has a nine and it goes check, check, I'm going to be like, pull my hair out where I could have won this. Yeah, so. I mean, that would obviously suck. Or he has like an eight with two diamonds in his hand, you know, yep. stuff like that. No, right? I agree with all of that, but that, that's all in the favor of what I think Benny's plan was, which is whatever hand I end up with doing this, yes. I'm moving in. Yes, you know, just I think you're right. Whether or not it's a good hand to do it with or not. I think, I think he's like, I'm moving in all non-Jack, non-Queen rivers, so let's see what happens. Yeah. I think that's probably, it feels like that's what happened, because to your point, this does seem like at least the worst possible hand to do it on this board. Unless you had the Jack of Diamonds also. Right, then, right, right. Yes, two diamonds is even worse. Yeah. Um, but of course, one diamond is still bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Elliot snap calls, and I will say, Benny's face when he sees what Elliot has. Yeah, he's like perturbed. Yeah, he's now, like, you're not supposed to call with just a seven. It felt like he was. It felt like that was part of it. I think the other part of it was like how unlucky it was that Elliot's looking for a ten or a five. Half of those yeah. outs kill Elliot and make and Benny gets the full double. Yep. Even if it's a diamond, he gets the double for right. sure. And so to like. That's the only thing he can get snapped on is the four fives. The four tens he gets snapped, he wins. Everything else, he just gets it through. And that's pretty crazy unlucky. It's very unlucky. Despite all of my criticism, it's still very unlucky that it yeah. went this way. I don't, and my criticism is coming from a marginal place, right? It's of course. Like, I, I think these plays probably work in, in general and would have worked on almost every river card. Yeah. So I, I'm not being... It's not like... A Phil Helmuth hand like Mount Helmuth erupts where it's like, what the fuck is Phil doing? It's not like that. No, it's no. like I just feel like this is maybe the worst hand you could pick to do this with, yeah. but it's still an overall strategy that's very effective. Yeah, it's possible this is fine to be doing even with this hand. It's possible it isn't. I don't know. I'm curious. Sadly, we don't have a solver for this hand. No, because um, that would have been interesting to see what it has to say. Hey, someone out there with a solver, go ahead and. I mean, there is tell a tell us what, what they're supposed to do with Queen Jack off on the river. There is a solver talk section on our yeah. Discord, and I know a lot of you folks like to. To participate yeah, in there. Yeah, this is a good one to do. Yeah, do this one. Do, do the river on this and tell us what... Uh, post it. Yep. And anyway, that's how Elliot Hudden went from 200K in Hendon to 4.3 million in Hendon. Yeah. That's a good day. That is a pretty awesome way for things to end. Yeah. 
Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.